0: You are now listening to Audible Eatables, nourishing knowledge for your mind, body, and soul. Mmm, tasty. With me, your host, Daneen. For more, visit AudibleEatables.com. Hello friends, and thanks for joining me again on Audible Eatables. I'm so glad you decided to take a seat at the table today. I'm talking with you from a very peaceful place. Being that this podcast is a new venture for me, I woke up this morning and I was really excited because I knew that I was going to be recording later this afternoon. It fills me with such joy that this has become a new part of my life and it humbles me that I get to share a moment with all of you throughout your day, so thank you. In preparing for today's episode, I. I got to thinking about daily routines and how mine has changed in the past few months. I've been wanting to do this podcast for some time now, but I didn't really know where I would fit it in with my full-time job, my obligations to my own company, and all the other daily life happenings that come up. So I started to look at where I could create some more time in my day in order to make space for this. And wouldn't you know it, when something is very important to you, an answer miraculously presented itself. So in true form, we'll begin our meal with our amuse-bouche. This was inspired today by an email I read from Psychology Today on the power of ritual. It stated that one of the most important features of rituals is that they do not only mark time, they create time. And that got me to thinking. So we all have routines that we don't even really think about performing on a daily or weekly basis. We get up at the same time, We brush our teeth, we shower, we make the coffee, turn on the news, check email, blah, blah, blah. The thing about routines is, we tend to lose time and they harbor distraction. Rituals, on the other hand, are beautiful because of their rigidity. The same action done again and again, mindfully, and given a grander purpose. In other words, they are predictable and they keep within a certain time frame. Rituals also tend to provide a sense of control by imposing order on the chaos of everyday life. And this last year was definitely more chaotic than others, don't you think? And more than any other time in our recent history, having a feeling of control, even over a few small things right now, can create feelings of empowerment, and certainty, and purpose. In other words, in a world full of ever-changing variables, rituals can give us a constant. By defining beginnings and endings to parts of our daily routines, we're not only structuring our time, but we tend to utilize it more wisely. Therefore, previously wasted time, say, procrastinating by scrolling on social, becomes time gained to work on projects that are more rewarding and fulfilling. So, how do you start this? What do you do? What ritual would you like to have in your life? And the simple answer is, you can do pretty much anything. A ritual in and of itself is something that is deeply personal. The action itself doesn't really matter as much as what it symbolizes to you. So this is why I chose to do a deep dive into my mornings to make my beginning of the day into more of a ritual instead of a routine and to see if I could create just a little more time. I used to wake up and kind of let the morning happen to me. Now, instead, I purposefully happen to my morning. And I don't start it by looking at my phone, not for at least an hour after I get up, sometimes longer. No one or thing is more important in the morning than my peace of mind. And I found that peace is difficult to attain when I have loads of information coming at me at once so early in the morning. So I leave it alone, which in the beginning was hard to do. Of course, you just want to grab for it and see what happened overnight. But now I welcome the silence and the gratification of choosing my peace over everything else. For me, upon waking, I I start with gratitude, and I think this is such an important thing to do to start your day. I am grateful for the joy of having woken up that morning, for my breath. And then I find a few other things to be grateful for. I pause with each of them for a moment to really treasure them. And sometimes I even go so far as proclaiming my love for them. Say, I love you, bed. (laughs) I know it sounds silly, but if I'm feeling particularly delightful, it makes sense for me. And I start my day with a little bit of a laugh. Next, I do a few small stretches sitting on the side of the bed to limber up my back and my neck and then I stand and do a few forward folds and hamstring stretches to really get the blood flowing. While doing this though, I think of how fortunate I am to be able to get out of bed and I thank my legs for being strong and supporting me. I breathe deeply into all of my body and I give thanks for my breath again. What a wonderful thing it is to simply breathe i then open my curtains and say good morning to the sun which i'm fortunate enough to have beaming through my bedroom window every morning and it just makes me happy all of these simple small moments of gratitude really deepen my appreciation for my life and to start the day with a positive outlook It's so much easier throughout my day to let difficult situations or unpleasantness kind of just roll off. In fact, I've noticed within the last month or so, I really rarely get upset about much of anything anymore. Now, I'm a consummate perfectionist and I'm aware that everything cannot always be perfect, although I try. (laughs) most of the time. So, the next part of my morning ritual is something that I absolutely love. Making my bed. This is when I give myself full permission to embrace my inner perfectionist. I take immense pleasure in getting the pillows just so and making sure the sheets are all straight and wrinkle-free and tucked in perfectly. I love this act because it gives me a sense of accomplishment that one small thing was done to the best of my ability that day. So, if other tasks, I may fall short of perfection or I don't have time to make things perfect, I'm a little easier on myself. I'm also more apt to finish things and be proud of projects, even if they aren't absolutely perfect. I also derive a great sense of pleasure at the end of my day, when I get to pull back all the perfect sheets and blankets and go to bed. It's like opening a little present that I gave to myself that I get to climb into and wrap myself up in it again. And that is the most beautiful feeling. And there's a little bit of proof from the National Sleep Foundation that people who make their bed in the morning are 19% more likely to have a good night's sleep every night. I don't know about you, but I'll take any percent improvement I can get. After making my bed and brushing my teeth, I walk to my living room and have a little chat with my plants. I imagine them all jumping for joy when I walk into the living room and turn on the heater because they've been cold all night long. Sometimes it's like being in the Cinderella movie, but instead of birds and mice, the plants are all singing and dancing. At least that's how I see it in my mind. How else am I supposed to keep myself entertained during a pandemic? I'm taking suggestions. But in all sincerity, before you write me off as being completely cuckoo, there is actual research to back this up. The American Horticulture Society says that talking to plants, especially in a female voice, helps them to grow. And also it brings me a little bit of joy, and I'm all for joy. After an animated walk through my plant filled living room, I head to the kitchen and turn on the kettle. And no, I don't have tea in the morning. We are going to get to the coffee, but first I like to have a little bit of warm lemon water for a couple reasons. It's super hydrating and after eight hours of not having anything, it's really smart to rehydrate first thing in the morning. Warm lemon water also boosts immunity and fights inflammation. Two things that we can definitely use more of right now. And now, as promised, coffee. Which brings us to our main course for today. Now, I don't just have any old coffee. My coffee has mushrooms. So now you're asking yourself, what does coffee have to do with mushrooms or, ew, mushrooms, gross. Now, before you write this off completely, these aren't your typical market mushrooms. They're not slimy or taste like dirt. Well, they might taste a little bit like dirt, but the coffee flavor tends to cover that up a little bit. I'm also not dosing myself with magic mushrooms in the morning and having an out-of-body experience. Although, on some mornings, that might be fun. No, the mushrooms I'm talking about are medicinal mushrooms in a powder form, and they mix really well into most liquids or soups or pretty much anything else that you wanna put them in. Also, these don't have Too much of a flavor to them so if you're one of those people who absolutely despises mushrooms these may not be so offensive to your palate now i like to preface by saying that not all mushrooms are created equal so make sure you're getting your mushrooms from reputable sources i'll include a few in the show notes so that you can do your own research also i am not a doctor and i don't recommend trying anything new unless it's thoroughly researched and discussed with someone who is especially if you're on prescription medication so uh, now that i can't be held liable for your own personal scientific experiment on yourself let's get down to it personally i use three varieties of mushroom powders in my coffee I found these to work for me and my particular chemical makeup, but everyone is different, so figure out which ones work for you. The one I can't do is Reishi. I wish I could because it is supposed to be the immortality mushroom, but for me, it is the exact opposite and could very well cause death by dehydration. <laughs> Nobody wants that. All joking aside, I discovered through trial and error that I have a mild allergy, which is very rare, so I abstain, but definitely look into this mushroom if, say, you wanna become superhuman. Actually, it's also really great for immunity and sleep. Of the three I do take, number one is lion's mane, otherwise known as the brain mushroom. Lion's Mane is rich in a multitude of important compounds, beta-glucans, which are responsible for anti-tumor growth, immunomodulating antioxidants, and neuroprotective chemicals. What? Yeah, that was a mouthful, but the gist is it's good for your brain and good for your nerves, both of which I'm hoping to keep healthy and working properly for a very long time to come. There are also studies that claim that it might prevent Alzheimer's, which is miraculous. Other benefits are improved concentration and alleviation of anxiety and irritability. And I can say I do feel my stress levels are closer to a three these days than a 10. Is it the lion's mane? Perhaps, but I'm definitely not going to stop taking it to find out. Number two, cordyceps. Now, these are your energy mushrooms. Yes, of course, I do get energy from coffee, but these tend to last me throughout the day, way long after the caffeine high is gone. They're also amazing for increased lung capacity, and since breathing is kind of important and we're dealing with a disease right now that attacks the lungs, I'm loading up on this stuff. Also, I've seen a vast improvement In my seasonal allergies. So that's a bonus. Number three is chaga. This one you have probably already heard of before. It's all the rage in the coffee shops these days and for good reason. I first started adding chaga to my coffee when I read that it helps to clear the skin. For a couple years I had really bad skin issues and I was trying absolutely everything and then I read that this could be a potential help for that. So I started adding it to my coffee and you know what, today my skin is glowing. And since chaga is a super antioxidant, not only is it clearing up my skin, it's also helping my skin to stay young by battling oxidative stress. So that's pretty awesome. Other benefits are better digestion and a reduction in bad cholesterol and inflammation. Since mushrooms are pretty new on the health scene, I'm sure we'll see more studies come out about these little powerhouses and how they can be more beneficial to our longevity and our health in the long term. In the meantime, I just like how they make me feel and I like how much more alert I am throughout my day. Now, you might be thinking, well, this just sounds like any other morning routine. And you'd be right, it does, but I do something to really lock in the benefits of each of these little actions, which brings us to our dessert, mini meditations, appreciating the little things. And this is where my routine has become a ritual. So as I go about my morning ritual, I do each of these small things with intentional gratitude, thinking of how each portion of my ritual is benefiting my mind and my body and eventually the world around me as a whole. Because if I'm happy, then I can spread happy. I call these all my mini meditations. You see, when we appreciate the things we put into our bodies and on our bodies or in our spaces, they take on a whole new life and their purpose can bring joy and healing above and beyond what they appear to be on the surface. For my mini meditations, as I'm preparing something or completing a task, I take a moment to close my eyes briefly and appreciate each part of the process and their benefits especially if it's something that i'm putting into my body i thank them for their intended value and imagine the beneficial results having already happened like the mushrooms giving me energy and mental clarity and then every sip of coffee is a little reminder of their adding to my vitality throughout the day. Now, this is something that does take a little bit of getting used to, but after a bit of practice, it will become something you do all the time, even if you're not trying to. I find these little small appreciations help me to be more mindful throughout my day and pull me gently back into the present moment. Cultivating the ability to purposefully appreciate the little things can do wonders for your mood and help to maintain a positive attitude. When you learn to begin to appreciate the world around you, you even start to see and be thankful for things you may never have normally noticed. Also, by freeing myself back into the present, it prevents me from wasting time, providing me with extra time to do more with my day, like this podcast. We all get the same 24 hours. Are you using your hours for your own greater purpose and progress? Or are they using you? I really appreciate you joining me at the table today. If any of this spoke to you or you have any questions you'd like to chat about, you can DM me on IG at Audible Eatables. Now go out and live life deliciously.